special, special day today, Mother's Day. We sent out some messages on Facebook and asked you guys to send some pictures. So we want to do a special tribute to our moms today on Mother's Day. Listen, just so you know, you literally would not be here without your mom. Right? Literally. You would not be here without your mom. So just uh, if you get the opportunity, make this a special day. And I need my computer if you see it back there. Yeah. Make, make sure that this is a special day for your mom. Make sure you take the opportunity for your wife and, and honor her today. This is, this is a special day. Hey, we are continuing a series today called With Honor. And uh, I don't know if you were here last week, but we kicked it off last week. And uh, we, we, feel like, we feel like God is going to do something through his church. I believe that God is going to bless your life. If you're here for the first time, one of the things that we like to say around here is don't do life alone. We don't do life alone. You don't have to. That's why we have an opportunity to connect. Peyton said a little bit of something about growth track. Growth track happens over here every single week. It's a place where you can meet other people in the church, opportunity to meet some of our lead team, and also get connected, learn more about our church and get connected. So if you get the opportunity to do that, make sure you do that. Uh, we've been talking, as I said before, about honor. The series is called With Honor. And we, last week we began by defining honor. It's an interesting word because it has a double meaning. If you show somebody honor, that means you give them respect or hold them in esteem or high esteem. But if you have honor, that means that you're a person of integrity or a person of character. It's important that we never lose sight and that we always pursue honor, our sense of honor, how we treat each other and affects how we live our lives. Because if we do, if we don't appreciate honor, something happens that I call displaced honor. Everybody say displaced honor. Displaced honor, that's where we pursue and honor the wrong traits in people. Displaced honor, that's where we honor talent and beauty over integrity and character. That's displaced honor. Displaced honor, that's where we honor desire and pleasure over discipline and spiritual growth. Displaced honor, that's where we honor beauty of youth over the wisdom of the age. If we're not careful, we won't appreciate honor. Well, we want to honor something that is worth honoring, and we want to show honor, and we want to have a greater understanding. So we're going to dive into this today as we continue speaking about honor. Let's begin with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for bringing us here today. I ask, Lord, that you will teach us and grow us in the understanding of honor that we may live our lives according to your plan. Thank you for this special day that we are honoring our mothers. Bless us in all that we do today. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, I want you to look at the person next to you and say, it's Mother's Day. Three quick reasons that I want to tell you that we talk about honor. Then I want to talk about some couple of thoughts and a couple of main main ideas that I want to take home real quickly. We talk about honor because it's important for future generations. There's been a shift in values over the last 50 years that I believe, I believe has deteriorated our appreciation of honor. And I believe that we're raising generations that don't know much about honor. We're raising generations of people. Now, the reason we talk about honor is that we want to understand the power that honor can bring to our lives when we talk about what it is to honor and having a greater understanding of honor, that's not just about behavior modification. That's not just so we will act differently. That's because as we understand honor, we begin to 
not only honor each other, but honor our Lord. And the Bible says when we honor him, he honors us. That God begins to place blessings and things in our lives that impact our lives in a very, very powerful way. It's a game changer when we live according to honor. And number three, the third reason why we talk about honor is because how we live our life matters. My life is more than just about me. And the Bible says here in 1 Peter 2 and 11, it says, Dear friends, I warn you, as temporary residents and foreigners, in other words, since this world is not our home, we're only passing through, our home is in the next life. He says, keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving friends. Let me read that again. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving friends. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and will give honor to God when he judges the world. Our lives matter. Your life matters to someone beyond yourself. And our honor speaks and it makes a statement to people that don't know Christ. And we're given this mandate. How we treat others how we, our relationship with our Lord and how we honor our God, we're given a mandate to, that, to do that in an honorable way because it is affecting the way people view Christianity. We are a model. We're supposed to be a model for honor in this world. So some specific ways that we are to honor that's given to us in Scripture. Last week we began talking about that we are to honor the authorities in our lives. We talked about the governing authorities. We talked about other areas in, the li- in our lives that we are to give honor. Today I want to talk about honoring parents. The Bible says, and I'm going to read it here in just a second, about honoring, what the Bible says about honoring parents. I want to ask you a question. How does it make you feel when you encounter something that might be a little bit uncomfortable? You encounter something that goes down in a family that a father or a mother will get on to their child and say, hey, don't you do that again, or I want you to do that, and maybe a couple of sentences, it kind of reams them out. You wish, you know, you weren't there or whatever. But the response of the kid is an honorable response, that they take that correction in such a way that brings honor to their parents, that, that they say, hey, I'm telling you, I told you not to do that again, and now you're in trouble, give me your phone. And without throwing a fit, without saying why, without pleading and begging and making a scene and all that, they just, you know, they just take their phone out and hand it to their mom and say, Mom, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. First of all, have you ever seen anything like that? If you have seen a father or a mother get on to their kid and it was receptive and it was returned in an honorable sense, how does that make you feel? You think to yourself, man, I appreciate, a lot of times you say, I appreciate the job that that parent has done with that kid. But you have appreciate, that is something that is very rare in our society today. We are experiencing, remember this phrase, we are experiencing displaced honor in our families today. Honoring parents, honoring your father and mother, honoring and obeying, it's a rare thing. And it's having a negative impact on future generations in our culture, and it's our fault as parents because I don't believe that we're doing the job that we can do in teaching our kids about honor, but it's something that it can be remedied simple. I challenge you. Show me a family reunion where the kids don't eat first while the grandparents wait patiently for their turn. Show me a a family reunion like that. 
Show me, if you will, a teenage boy who opens doors for his mother, who opens the car door for his mother, who, opens, who will not allow her, Mom, I'm carrying the groceries in for you. You're not carrying in groceries. You bought them. You feed me. I'm not going to do that. Mom, I will take out the trash. You're not doing anything. That's about honor. That's not just about obedience. That's about honor. Show me something like that, if you will. I challenge you to. And it's having a long-term on our effect. We are raising kids. Listen to me. We are raising kids who don't know how to raise kids. We are raising generations of people that don't know how to raise kids. Tell me, rem- tell me the last time you were in an environment, or, or let me ask you this. Do you ever feel like you're constantly in environments in our culture or in our community where you see something, where you see a parent get on a kid, or where you see an interaction of a kid and a parent, to, and you think to yourself, I don't know if that's the best way to do that. You, you, have you ever thought that? I don't think they know what they're doing. You're not being judgmental. You're not saying, oh my gosh. Well, maybe you are. Let's just pick up our food, and we're coming over here and sitting on this. You know what I'm saying? Make a scene. I was actually with somebody one time. Where, you know, we spent, we were spending money on a, on a dinner. It was kind of an in-law kind of a thing. She went over and said, hey, imagine somebody doing this. I wanted to do this. I haven't done, then I have to remember what I, what I do for a living. She went over and said, hey, we're trying to have dinner over here. And this is a very expensive meal. And your kids are disrupting the entire restaurant. Would you mind keeping it down over here? <laughs> Probably wouldn't want to do that to you, would you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, but I, but think, about, think about, you know, what we are allowing in our culture today and how it's affecting our culture. We're raising kids who don't know how to raise kids. The scripture in Ephesians 6 and 1 talks about honor. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. And what is that promise? It states it right here. That it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. The a commandment with promise was given to people, honor your father and mother. And the commandment to honor your father and mother was so important that it made the Big Ten, that it made the, the, the carved plaque, or if you will, that, 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 that tablet, it made it on that. God wrote it in his hand. With his own hand, he wrote it, honor your father and mother. And later on in Deuteronomy, it says, that it may go well with you, that may, you may live long on the earth. My mom used to say, the reason that it says that is, is because if you don't honor me, if you don't do what I say, the Bible means that I can take you out, son. <laughs> I'm not so sure that's what that meant. But I was a believer. She was an Old Testament kind of mom. How you treat your parents... How we treat our, our parents affects our lives. It affects our culture. It affects future generations. And it is affecting our nation. It's all coming down to honor your father and mother. I know there's a lot more going on. But this is, this is a big issue in our culture. Let me break it down in the verse. It says obey. What does obey mean? Quickly, it means to submit to authority. Honor your parents, obey your parents in the Lord. That means the element of since you belong to Christ. As an example, because you call me your Lord, out of respect for me, honor your father and mother. Then it goes on to say, it's the right thing to do. Do you know that it being the right thing to do, it means it's written on your heart. That means even without the law, 
Kids know what they should do. I know no matter what age I am, I am commanded to honor my father and mother. I know the right thing to do. And then it talks about the word honor. Obey is the what. Honor is the how. Have you noticed that obedience can be with a bad attitude? The attitude is wrapped up in the, in the, in the honor. You know, just because he obeyed or just because she obeyed doesn't mean that they don't protest all the way to the room and slam the door. You see what I'm saying? There's, a there's obedience and there's also honor. So two thoughts here about honor when it comes to me as a parent and when it comes to me as a son. It is my choice and my responsibility to honor my parents. It's my choice, but it's also my responsibility because of the mandate I've been given in Scripture. And here's a principle that we talked about last week. I don't always have to agree, but I do always have to honor. Amen, Travis. That was a really good thing. (laughs) I don't always have to agree, but I always have to honor. Right? Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) It's a simple principle. But it's something that we really must teach our, our kids. I don't know if you ever met my mom. She went to church here from the very beginning. As she got older, she wasn't able to make it. And I, would, I went and picked her up as much as I could. But then she didn't. She was like, I don't want you coming picking me up. It's just too much trouble. And if you ever met her, uh, to say that she, you know, she wasn't the most pleasant person. And I say that in the most honorable way that I can. And she was a little bit cantankerous, actually, as she got older. She was, a, you know, she was a little bit blunt, even to the extent of being a little bit or a little bit too much, uh, a little harsh. And I got her this uh, assisted living apartment over in the middle of town or in Shawnee. And I'd go see her once a week, and I'd check her on her and everything. And you know, she, she didn't want people, she wanted to be left alone a lot. And people would step in there and bother her, and people would drop in and say hi and and, and as she was there, you know, she's single, older guys would drop in and want to hang out with her and stuff. And you know, my mom's 70 something years old that got on her nerves. So she's, you know, I'm over there and I'm visiting with her. And it's funny how animals, they take on the characteristics or the personality of their, of their owner. Have you noticed that before? I'd go over there, I'd be sitting down and my mom's cat, Amy, was a big black cat, would stalk me jump up on the back of the sofa and tack my head, start biting my head back here. Just a mean, mean cat. I'm like, what is with this cat? Why is it so mean? Well, come to find out, she would, she would, she liked the cat, but the cat would get clingy and rub up against her. She didn't want any of that. So it said, she'd get tired of the cat. She kept a water spray bottle beside her at all times to get rid of the cat. She'd squirt the cat and the cat would take off running. And you'd be sitting there, and she'd say, you better leave me alone. If the cat get close, she'd squirt it a couple of times. The cat would run off. <laughs> Tense the, the angry cat that would go over. A couple of things that she would do, she'd, she'd said, some people are bothering me here. I don't want to be bothered. But I, said, I need you to bring them. She had a, a couple of weapons that I had to confiscate as she got older. She said, bring me my forty-five. <laughs> she had a forty-five black Thompson semi-automatic weapon. So I'm bringing my 45. I'm like, Mom, I'm not bringing you 45. <laughs> I'm not doing it. She said, uh, you know, I don't want to be, you know, I, don't, I need to protect myself. So as a compromise, we stopped into the gun room. It was her idea. I had to pick her up, take her down to the gun room, and get her some bear spray, a quart of bear spray. And she said, I'll, I'll pour it all over the next man that comes in here. <laughs> 
She was an Old Testament Christian. Old Testament, I mean, firm believer in everything the Bible says. And, you know, it's, she would talk to us about the conditions of our souls. That's what she'd say. She'd come right out and say, hey, man. She'd tell the grandkids, the way you kids are living, you guys are going to split hell wide open. I mean, you, you need to pray through Quit living like the devil. Quit doing the. She'd say things like those to the grandkids when they'd come over. I mean, she'd say another thing. She'd say, "I went over there. I went over there the last time I went over and visited with her. She had three backpacks in a closet in her room, and uh, she let me know what that was about. She told the grandkids, "This is they told they confirmed this with me. Grandkids are like, you know, in their twenties, and when they came over, she said, "Hey, listen." The rapture is going to take place, and you ain't going to make it. <laughs> I know how you're living. You ain't going to make it. You just have to know her in the Italian accent, okay? You ain't going to make it. So I got three backpacks. These are your bug out bags. They're right in here. So if, when I'm gone, come in here, get in here, and get these backpacks, and you guys can live on the land or whatever you got to do. But no matter what, don't take the mark of the beast. Because I'll never see you again. <laughs> I guess that's one way to do it. You just have to know her. You know, she came from a different time. About three months ago, I had the opportunity to do her funeral. And it was a sad time. But when, when you do somebody's funeral, you try to dive into what their lives were like. And I had, I had a couple of events to go through all of her pictures and sit down and talk to people that knew her. That, that knew her, you know, when she was in her teens and 20s and the life that she lived and you know it's funny how your mom is really really strict on you and how she's like you know don't do these things and you know live for God and all this but you find out how she was living when she was in her 20s and teens and like what what is this you know she was a girl of the 50s she was a daughter of a successful illegal Italian booker or bookie who brought who bought her a 57 Chevy for her 16th birthday it was like brand spanking new when he got when she got it and I found out from other people that she raced that thing once upon a time I don't remember this but once upon a time people raced on Farrell Street does anybody I'm just curious did anybody ever race on Farrell Street okay I've got a couple here that were race that that she raced that car on and she said and my dad told me this not one time was she's ever beat in a race on Farrell Street she um was Miss Everything. She was a head cheerleader in Tecumseh, a homecoming queen. She was Miss Tecumseh. And in the 60s, she put her life into her job. And in two years of being married, she started having kids. And for the next 25 years, lived to raise kids. She had six kids, three boys and three girls. And I was looking at some of the things that, that, that some of the things that she went, you know, there are things that happen to a person that kind of shape who they are. And if I, as I looked into her life, she had a, I, I would give her a pass on being a little bit grumpy. If I look at, you know, some of the things. She buried my brother, my, my youngest brother, or uh, my second brother, when he was eight months old. She buried my baby sister, her youngest daughter, when, she was, when, when, my da- when her daughter was 29. And she buried my youngest brother when he was 35. Three of her six kids passed away all before the age of 35 years old. And I don't, know, I don't know how anybody does something like that. I would, I would sit down when I visit with her, and I'm like, I don't know how you went through those things and wasn't, you know, I'm sure she gave God a piece of her mind throughout the years. I just know that about her. 
But there are certain things that she went through that, that shaped who she was. And, and my mother, as I said before, she was Italian. So how we dealt with each other, she favored me a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that's what I think. She loved me a lot. But there was the relationship side. Personal was personal. But business was business when it came to me. I mean, she would let me know that. But however we do business, you're going to pay me back for everything that you owe me. And she would remind me of that throughout the, you took that, you're going to pay me back for that. I remember when I was a kid, I was never where, where she wouldn't slip me a 20 or a 10 every now. She always made sure I had some cash. She'd walk up and say, put that in your, here, put that in your pocket. Don't tell anybody about that. I'm like, what? Why not? Why do we have to secretly pass money around? <laughs> Don't tell anybody. I gave you that money. It was Okay. Even in passing away, before she passed away, she sent me a letter. Uh, you know, I was, I was saying how we, we were in business together. She worked for me twice. The first time she worked for a, a car lot, and she worked in collections, and she was really, really good at that. She was so good at collections. Man, she would just rake people over the cove. We, had, we would receive payments from people, and I just put, I'm like, I don't want to deal with anything. You deal with that. Man, she was so good. But then she worked, when we first started the church, she worked as a kind of a receptionist for the church, and that wasn't so good. <laughs> I sat down with her. It was a very hard conversation. Mom, you just can't say that in church. You just can't say, hey, you ever had to fire your mom? I fired my mom. I really did. But it's, she didn't care. Business is business. I use that as leverage today when I bring people on staff. Hey, look. Uh, don't ever think I won't fire you once I fired my mom. So. Here's, here's the point of this. We didn't always agree, but I always did my best to honor. She come from a different time, just like my father came from a different time. My father doesn't care anything about your, smoke, your smartphone. He doesn't care anything about that. He doesn't know why you would spend so money to talk to somebody on the phone. He doesn't want to talk to anybody on the phone anyway. Why would you spend $1,000 to talk to somebody on a phone? And son, why are you, you know, putting your messages together with a computer? I've got a library of books here. Why are you doing those things? He doesn't want to use a, an iPad. He wants to use his old Bible that he's had for you know, 50 years that he's written in throughout the ages. And he still wears a suit to church. It's just a different time. We don't agree. My, my father and I, we disagreed over so many things. But I could still honor. You see, here's the deal. I don't always have to agree, but I always have to honor. Amen? The second thought is, it is my responsibility to teach my kids to honor me. Did you hear that? As a parent... It's my responsibility to teach my kids to honor. That's, that's, I believe that we're missing. I believe that, I believe that we need, hey, honor your mother types of conversations in our family, especially when it's correcting. Hey, hey, listen, don't talk to your mom like that, son. You need to honor your mom. We need to throw the word honor in when we're correcting our kids. You believe that? We need to throw that, hey, I saw what you did. Don't make fun of your dad like that. You need to honor your dad. Honor your mother. One, one thing that, and, and I, listen, I could never tell you that I was the best parent or the perfect parent, but I, I always, man, I, I had certain ideas. 
And I believe that this is important. When I walked into a room, my son was there. He was playing his video game. I said, son, put your game down. Make eye contact with me when I address you. In fact, every time that I address you, make eye contact with me because I want to know that you're listening to what I'm saying. That's not just about making sure he hears what I'm saying. That's teaching him to honor me. and It's teaching him how to look somebody in the eye, an authority figure, right? Hey, 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 son, listen. Make sure that you do exactly what your mom says. I know that you're getting older. I know you're 14 years old and, you know, your mom, you're, you're bigger than your mom now, but you honor her. And if you do not honor her, you're going to have to deal with me. Don't just do what she says. You better have a good attitude. And if I hear that you don't have a good attitude, when I find out from her, you're going to be dealing with me. Honor your mother. We need language. We need to throw in the word honor because if I were to ask your kid or, if I, you know, or my kid, you were to ask my kid, hey, honor your father, would they even know what that even looks like? We're not using that word enough. I, I agree that we're using obey, and we're using the word obey, but honor deals with how we do this. Okay, the Bible says here, to honor your father and mother, it says, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. There are three traits that our parents possess that are transferred into our lives that will help us live longer in the land. And I was looking at these. These, are, we, these will physically help us live long, naturally help us live longer. But they are traits that our parents possess That as we honor our parents, they are transferred into our lives. Three of them, quickly. Number one is experience. Your parents, my parents, possess experience that if I will honor them, that will be transferred into my life. In Proverbs 20 and 29, it says, The gray hair of experience is the splendor of the old. The gray hair of experience is the splendor of the old. Now today, it's really not cool or fashionable to be old. Nobody wants to get old. Nobody's looking in the mirror thinking, oh, yes, another gray hair. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Or in my case, more hair missing from the top of my head. No, nobody, nobody, it's not fashionable to be old. In those days, in the days of the Bible, it was a compliment to be old. The fact that you had gray hair was a compliment because getting older was a sign of wisdom. And people would actually, when you walked into a room, if you were a grandfather, when you walked into the room, people would stand in honor of you just being old. How about that? That's missing from our culture tremendously, isn't it? You ever thought, to the, you ever thought this for yourself? If I could go and live my life over I mean, you think that as you get older, if I could go back in time and live my life older, uh, over, these are things that I would do differently. What if I were to tell you young people here today that, that somebody that is very similar to you, that is, that is very much like you, that has a personality a lot like you, that has the same hang-ups or in the same strengths as you do, that person has already lived your life, if you will. Ladies, that is your mother. Fathers or young men, that is your father. They have lived a life very similar to the life that you're about to live. Different time, but it's kind of like they, have, they had your life at one time because they are so much like you. I am very much like my two kids, my two youngest kids. I am so much like Baylor. Baylor is so much like me. In the same way, if you hang out, I've had people say to me, if you hang out with Savannah, we call her Vans, whatever we're calling her today. Vans, that is just like hanging out with you, Travis. She's just like you. you know, that's, that's a blessing from God to the children because 
I can save them so much time if they'll listen to me. If they will honor me by just listening to me and heeding to what I say to them, that's, that's something that would change your lives and save them so much trouble. I can save you so much time. I can save you so much heartache. I know what you're doing. I know why you're not doing that. I know your temptations. I know those things. Young people, your parents have lived a life very similar to yours. The experience is something that is a gift to you and can be transferred into your life if you honor your parents. Amen? Go ahead. Another trait that is transferred through honor is wisdom. Proverbs says that wisdom comes through humility. Now, don't miss this, because the key ingredient to honor, I mean the foundation of honor, is humility. I won't sit down, and I won't honor you by listening to your advice if I'm not humble. I won't honor you as a parent if if there's not humility involved. One of the wisest people in your life, somebody who specializes in you. I want you to think about that for a second. Somebody who's got experience and has grown in wisdom prays for you more than anybody else in your life. Your mother prays for you more than anybody else. Your father prays for you more than anybody else. And they've gained wisdom. They've gained some life experience. And that wisdom can be transferred. But if you reject what they want to do, if, they, if you reject any kind of wisdom that they want to give you, you can live your life. You can have two ways to learn things and gain experience. That's through transference of wisdom or the school of hard knocks. I've got, you know, if you raise three kids... Three, all three of them are very, very different. I've, there's some of them, some of my kids, when it comes to some lessons, they, you know, they want to learn it their own way. They can do that. Sometimes they listen to me. But you, as a parent, you know where this is going because you've been there before. Wisdom is transferred through honor. Number three, last thing that's transferred through honor is love. The love that they experience that you give to your child is transferred. You know, at the heart of honor is love, if you really think about it. The reason that you honor isn't because you want to get something out of somebody. I mean, that's not authentic. The reason that you honor your father and mother is out of love. Now, you have all of these things that are transferred, but from you, it is a derivative. You know, if you really think about it, young ladies, we're talking about moms here today. Loving comes through knowing, and no one knows you better than your mom. Do you know why your mom knows you so well? She probably has your temperament. She probably has your same personality. She probably has your skin tone. She might have a few of your food allergies. She has all of these things that she can tell you all about that she's, she's been through. But most of all, she has a greater love for you than anybody on the planet And her love is transferred to you. And as you draw that love from her, you're able to have this love to give to your kids in the future. Love is transferred when we honor. So wisdom, experience, and love are passed on as we honor our parents. The wisdom, the experience, and the love that they have been given and what they have gained up and and, and has stored up in their lives, they transfer it to us as we honor them. I want to close with this. In the Gospel of John, the 19th chapter and the 26th verse, I don't know if you've ever read this story, but Jesus is on the cross. 
And as he is there, he utters seven phrases. And the third phrase that he utters is about his mom. Now, when we think of the cross, we think of how Jesus honored the Father by submitting himself to the cross. But in his dying moments, he looks down and he sees the disciple of John, the one that is described as the one whom Jesus loved. It was, John was the favored disciple. John was the one that wrote the book of Revelation. He was the one that did not die a martyrdom death. He sees John and he looks over and he sees his mother, Mary. And he looks at John and he says, John, behold your mother. In other words, he says, John, I'm going to paraphrase, John, you see her? From now on, Mary is your mother. Then he looks at Mary and he says, Mary, from now on, John is your son. He goes, woman, behold your son. John, behold your mother. And the story goes on, or the scripture goes on to say that from that time on, he took her home and he cared for her as his mother. You see, honoring your mother was so important to our Lord Jesus in this life that one of the last things that he does in his, di- in his death was honor his mother. And that's the example that is given to us. It's that important. It was so important that it made the Ten Commandments. It was so important that Jesus would say that when people would ask about eternal life. It was so important that in the last moments of his life, he honors his mother. I want to tell you something. If it's that important to our Lord Jesus, it should be that important to us. It's that important because it affects our life from top to bottom. And as ambassadors of Christ, this is our commission, but it's also our privilege. Don't miss it today. Don't be influenced by a culture that's getting this wrong. It's hard for me to watch television today because of how kids treat them. I mean, I, I, I can't take the way kids treat their parents in our culture today. It bothers me because we're raising generations of kids that don't know about honor, and it's actually hurting them. Be different. God's called you to be different. He has singled you out and has called us to influence a world. This is what honor looks like. This is what it looks like in a family when people honor each other. And that's how the world looks at us. They don't care how much you preach. They don't care all the things that you say. When they look at your family and they see an uncommon family that's filled with honor and they see it working, and they look at their own lives and think, man, I wish I had some of that. How do you get that? (laughs) That's how we influence the world. Let me pray with you today. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for speaking to us today. And thank you for the opportunity that we have to minister. I pray, Lord, that you'll speak to every heart and every life. May we grow in this subject of honor. In Jesus' name. As your heads are bowed, maybe this is something that you're dealing with today. Maybe this is an area in your life where you feel you're missing the mark, honoring your father and mother, teaching your kids to honor 
you and your spouse. Listen, this is not about casting blame or pointing fingers. We all need to grow in this. We're influenced by a world of dishonor. God has called us to something different. I want to pray with you. If you're seated next to somebody you love and trust, you can take that person by the hand. I'd like to pray with you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for speaking to us. Thank you for ministering to us. And we all need to grow in the area of honor. There are people in our lives that we need to honor. And if any way, if we have dishonored our father and mother, I pray, God, that that is reconciled, that we fix that. Teach us and deal with us every single day about the importance of honor. And may you bring to our memory just what it is and how important it is to honor our fathers and mothers. Bring healing to our families. Bring strength to our families, to our marriages and our homes. And this we ask in Jesus' name. If you receive that, say amen. If you continue to bow your heads, I want to pray one more prayer. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus. He's not Lord and Savior of your life. Maybe you're seated here and we've been talking about honoring our parents. Where does, this, where does all this come from? It comes from the Scripture. The Scripture leads us to God. Maybe you're here and you're a mother or maybe you brought your mom and you're not right with God. Maybe the case is you've never given your life to Christ. But in this moment, you feel like God's dealing with you to come home. Your place with God is home. Maybe you walked away from God at some point in your life. You said a prayer when you were a kid, but you walked away from God and you don't know anything about being in relationship with God. You never go to church. You're never part of his, his body. You live your life every single day, but maybe you feel like there's something a little bit more. I want to tell you something. The answer is found in God. I want to give you an opportunity to come home to Christ. I'm not going to ask you to stand. I won't single you out. I won't ask you to come down here. In no way are you going to be put on the spot. I want to give you an opportunity to come home to Christ, and I want to lead you in a prayer in the same way that we just prayed. I would, however, like to know if I'm praying for people. With nobody looking around, if you can say, Travis, if you'll pray that prayer, I want you to pray with, I'm going to enter into that prayer with you. I'm going to pray with you, and I'm going to come home to Christ. I'm going to give my life to Christ. Just so I know I'm praying for people, quickly just slip your hand up and slip it down. Can anybody say that? That's me, Travis. I'm going to give my life to Christ today, and I want you to pray that prayer. I'm going to pray it with you. Anybody say that? I'm just going to ask one more time. I'm, I see your hand in the back left over there. You can put it down. Anybody else? I see your hand up in front. You can put it down. Is there somebody else? Just, just to let me know you're serious. That's all I want to know. See your hand over there. You can put it down. Anybody else? Okay, we're going to pray. Then we had a few people raise their hands, so we're going to Say this prayer together. If you lifted your hand, say this prayer with us. Mean it with all your heart as a congregation. We're going to pray with you. Today's the day you'll come home. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as I am before you today, I give you my life. Jesus, I ask you to be Lord and Savior of my life. I confess that I believe in you, that you died and you were raised from the dead. And from this moment on, You are my Lord and Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and wash me clean and whole. I confess that you are Lord of my life. 
and I commit my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, come on, let's celebrate.